I, okay, hear me out. This may be a very unpopular opinion. Melissa McCarthy is the female Adam Sandler. Okay? Oh, no. Let me lay out my case. I love Melissa McCarthy. When she first started acting, oh my God, I love her so much. Yeah. She had a lot of funny roles, but as she continues on, you realize all of her characters are just slightly different versions of <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. In this movie, for example, it's <laughs> Melissa McCarthy with a southern accent. That's all she is. Right? Great. Ghostbusters, be a dorky Melissa McCarthy. Oh, sweet. I can do that. But like, but like a smart dorky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get it. It's basically the same character as the spy, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love re-watching movies over and over again. And I love romantic comedies. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Life, Life as, as We, we know, know It. And make sure you follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and as well, uh, follow us on Instagram. We have lots of conversations about what we should be doing next, and you can chime in and be like, hey, I want you to do this movie. But today we have Life As We Know It, directed by Greg Berlanti. Sarah actually loves this guy. She doesn't know, but she loves him. First off, Do uh, I? <laughs> he worked on Dawson's Creek. Okay. He also did uh, Green Lantern, which was kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, he did Love, Simon. More importantly, though, he is involved in all of those, what I would consider to be extremely lackluster, CW DC comic shows. Oh, I like those. Like Arrow, <laughs> The Flash, yeah, Supergirl. He's involved in all of them. I like them. He's also uh, he's involved in Riverdale okay, and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So Life as We Know It is a story about Holly Berenson, played by Katherine Heigl. Off the top, she's set up by two friends, Allison and Peter Novak, played by Christina Hendricks and Hayes MacArthur. They, uh, they set her up to go on a date with Eric Messer, played by Josh Duhamel. <laughs> Duhamel. Lots of confusion about how to pronounce that. I just love your French accent. Behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the date goes horribly. He's an asshole, it turns out. They don't even get to the restaurant. It's so bad. So, so that's kind of our setup. Time goes on. Allison and Peter, they get married. They have a kid, Sophie. Uh, Messer and Holly are actually very involved in Sophie's life, but they still hate each other. They're the godparents. They're the godparents. Then Allison and Peter, uh, spoiler alert, they die in a car crash. So sad. And we learn uh, they had made Messer and Holly joint guardians of Sophie. So these two people who despise <laughs> each other, they're out living the single life, they're more or less told, surprise, uh, you're now supposed to take care of your best friend's baby and live in their house. That They gave them the house. And it's just kind of a story of them navigating, you know, how do we do this? How do we care for a child? While also continuing to hate each other. Plot <laughs> twist you knew was coming. They fall in love with each other. So, so cute. What were your thoughts on the movie? I liked it. It's a good movie. I know I've said that from pretty much every yeah, single movie we've watched <laughs> so far. Um... <laughs> But I really like this movie. Like I've I've watched it a few times, and every time like it's on TV or or I see it, I'm like, oh, I love that movie. I have to watch it, and I'll watch it, and I really like it. I I thought it was a fine movie. Like a if fine you fine movie. If you want a B, oh yeah, like a B grade rom com that you don't really have to think too hard while watching. You know all the character arcs arcs that are gonna happen, but it's still satisfying. It's a cute movie. The the jokes are obvious, but you still laugh at them. I would say that it is the rom com version. 
of a pep and cheese pizza. I like pep and cheese. Well, you, you've had it many times before, and you know that you like it. And it's normally, my go-to. Yeah, normally you want something a little bit more spicier. Like, in my opinion, I don't always go to the, the pep and cheese, but if I'm just like, I don't want to be disappointed today, I'm going to order a life as we know it. It's just <laughs> like, it's going to be fine. You know, it's going to be good. <laughs> so those are my thoughts. I always order a pep and cheese. You Oh, wow. <laughs> I really like it. got to spice it up, I always girl. know it's good. So you know? this is this movie is in your wheelhouse. This, this is, is the pep this and is cheese the Sarah movie. movie. Wow. Yeah. I always like you know it's a happy ending. It's a good movie. I didn't say it was a great movie. Right, right. It's yeah. A pep it's and a cheese happy, is good. It's a, it, other it's than you know the parents um passing away, which is very sad. It's it's a nice movie. It's a happy movie otherwise. Can we talk about that cuz it it's been a long time since I watched this movie. For some reason, I'm going to blame Katherine Heigl on it. Mm. But I thought it was like kind of a knocked up premise. So they set up the characters, Holly Berenson, Eric Messer, that's fine. 15 minutes in, I'm thinking, okay, when are they going to have sex? Cuz they like she's got to get pregnant and they end up with a surprise kid together, right? That's that's where I thought the plot was going because it's like knocked up. Oh yeah, you forgot that they they die in a car crash right? and then like, the parents yes, die in saying. a car crash you actually at one point thought we were watching knocked up which was i was like uh no Devin, we are not watching that movie that's to come however I, that's not the premise of this one i was like they die you're like what <laughs> they die i'm like yeah i'm sitting here waiting for seth rogan to show up and i'm oh like where's that why is this josh duomo guy okay so in the first scene of the movie Holly's on, like you said, the disastrous date mm. with Messer. Yeah. He shows up an hour late, which she is totally a type A person, and he's totally a type B uh, to Z. Type, more like a type D, like whatever gets my D late. <laughs> oh, my, that's his. true. <laughs> yes. Just came so, up with that just now. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> so when they're about to leave for the date, he pulls out a bike helmet. Yeah. She's clearly wearing a dress and won't be able to ride the motorcycle. She suggests that they drive in her very small smart car. <laughs> a man getting into a small smart car or just a very small car in general. How do you feel about this? Is this emasculating? I think Eric Messer thought it was emasculating in 100%. the movie. 100%. His face was like, uh, what the f***? It reminds me of, like, like when did this come out? This was like 2010, right? Yeah. yeah. I think back then it was easy to take shots at, like, Priuses and smart cars. Like, I, I remember <laughs> the movie The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah. They're driving around in the Prius. And <laughs> yes. Mark Wahlberg's like, I literally feel like I'm inside a vagina right now. <laughs> I feel like uh, it, it might have been kind of like trendy to make fun of those cars if you're a guy back then. I think uh, so. Yeah. Now I'm like I'm just kind of it. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna sound like such a loser. It probably gets great gas mileage, so it I'm like, fair does. enough, guys. Why not own a smart car? Well, yeah, it's a lot safer than a motorcycle. Yes, hundred percent. With that said, yeah, I will take a shot at a uh, a guy from my hometown. Who um like there's this like you know summer festival thing like kind of like a fair in this town, and um and this one year like a bunch of teenagers got in trouble for like burning down a gazebo. So the next day, oh wow, oh yeah, stuff was getting real between these two high schools. And the next day, the police were out in force, Ooh. and they had a lot of ghost cars around. This poor guy <laughs> started some shit, and some cops swarmed him, oh. and it ended up that they had a smart car ghost car, Stop and it. everybody made fun of him for being what? put into this smart car. I didn't think they had a back seat. <laughs> I don't think they do. They like, stuck I, him in the trunk? I just, uh, like, I heard about it. Some people, like, back then it was flip phones. 
phone, so we didn't have good photo evidence right, of it. Was it was like super grainy. Yeah, but that was the joke at school the next day. Like, pff, what a loser got arrested in a smart car. That's that's a step above a bicycle cop. I pulling think you that over. would be in your yearbook. Um, the most memorable moment from high school, <laughs> that would be your most memorable moment. <laughs> would be getting put in the back seat of the non-existent a, back seat. Yes, I still don't really get car. the logistics. That, of that would be my yeah. most memorable moment. Yeah. Okay. So, like you said, they didn't even make it out of the parking spot. They didn't even make it to the restaurant. He decides while in the car before leaving to take a phone call yes. to set up a booty call. Yeah, that's my dude. And says to her that, oh well. It's it's my sick friend, and I have to go and take care of her. And she replies with, are you going to go heal her with your magical penis? Yeah, he is. I burst out laughing at that. But my question to you is, <laughs> have you ever set up an exit strategy before going on a date? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you always have some kind of an exit strategy just in the event that this person is a psychopath. Especially if it's like you don't know the person. I mean, I never really thought too hard about it. I was always like, okay, like, let's go in here. And if she's kind of weird, uh, we just dip. I always thought I was a pretty good actor, though. So I didn't have anybody like, hey, g- g- give me a call <laughs> and say that my grandma like fell over or something. You know, like some people <laughs> yeah, yeah. have these very elaborate schemes. <laughs> I always thought I could just lie my way out of anything. Is that bad? Am I a bad person? I mean, I don't think you're too bad because on the flip side of that, like, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like, I do recall having my girlfriends when I'm on a date be like, text me or call me and be like how's the date going like do you need me to get right, you out of right. it yes girls do that right, right? it's or the like one hour in just give me a call to see how things are yeah or we'd be at like a club like a dance club or something and you know if a guy asks to dance with us or whatever and they're dancing and we don't want to dance with them anymore we always had a hand signal oh, to our girlfriends i feel like you're I, a baseball like a uh, coach <laughs> it was um i can't even remember what it was but we would just kind of like do that like sign your nose, pulling your ear, yeah something like, like that and then our girl like my girlfriends would know and they'd be like oh we gotta go save sarah Stranger and then they'd danger. and then they'd come and like save me and be like oh we're going to the bathroom or oh we're going to get a drink and then like oh, they'd classic. save me so i think that's what kind of what we did so i guess i uh, maybe girls have more exit strategies on dates than guys do well so yeah i think Messer you is need to yes yeah like i've never uh, wow i don't think i've ever planned like a booty call for after a crappy date you mean right in front of your date N- certainly not right in front <laughs> of them there maybe have been dates that didn't go well that i was like ah like you know, I wonder if so-and-so's up, but it's never, like, thought out, and it's never during the date that you make those plans. Yeah, no, right in front of her. No, like, that was horrible. low. I want to talk about Katherine Heigl okay. a little bit. Is she actually a likable character in this movie? I, like, I think she's fallen victim to everybody thinks she's horrible behind the scenes. We've heard so many stories about how people hate her on set. Well, I think she's somewhat difficult to work with is what... I think those articles say. Yeah. So watching this movie, when she's ever like kind of whiny, like a little bit of a diva, it just rubs me the wrong way because I think that's how you are in real life. And it it makes me not like your character. Does that make sense? Like Chevy Chase, for example, I know he's an asshole. So now I can't really watch anything with Chevy Chase in it because I'm like, ah, but you're kind of a dick. So like, I don't really like what you're doing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I've heard those things about Katherine Heigl and it's definitely shone a new light on her mm-hmm. is she really that crappy kind of thing i don't know i still liked her character i didn't hate her you, you did like her yeah, character still I did. hey yeah. i have a little a little piece of me was like because mm. i hope so i guess it's like 
me wanting and wishing that she is a good person, like that she is a nice person and that like she's liked her characters because her characters are always pretty nice. Looking back at the articles, I think it was blown a little bit out of proportion. I I agree with you. Because like she complained about the writing on Grey's Anatomy. I know you love it. Yeah. I don't think she's specifically wrong. Well, it's like a medical soap opera. Yeah, it's a medical soap opera. <laughs> it's probably going to have some shitty writing. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, I think Knocked Up was the other movie that people yeah. said she was a little bit difficult behind the scenes. But that was literally how they said it. Like, oh, she's a little bit difficult. And people... I think it painted her with the same brush, right? Like, across every every project that she did. Yeah. Well, then people brought out the pitchforks. Yeah. Because you can't be difficult when Seth Rogen's around with that laugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> How can you have a bad time on yeah. that set? Yeah. And so, like, I th- yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to think that I still enjoy her characters that she plays. Okay. Now let's talk about the fact that um, not only do their best friends make them Sophie's godparents... Also, her legal guardian, uh-huh. if they die, which they, in fact, unfortunately do. Shouldn't they have told them this little tidbit before? Like, hey, we're doing our will. By the way, um, we know that you're her godparents. But could you also be her legal guardian if, if anything were to happen to us? You'd think it would come up in conversation. Um, Yeah. And the fact that they're complete opposites... I feel like for some reason they wanted to put them down as their guardians, obviously. But, like, were they always planning to get them together even though their one and only date was a disaster? Like, like they could have just given the Sophie to Holly. Sure. Was it a conversation or a, an argument between the two saying, like, well, I want my best friend to be the person. No, I want my best friend to be the person. Like, I think it was none of the above. <laughs> I think, no, 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 I I think, I mean, we all know how new parents are. I think they just had baby brain, and one of them wrote down, yeah, Messer works? Okay, Messer works. A week later, the other one's like, Holly works, right? And they're like, I feel like we had this conversation, but yeah, Holly works. And then the lawyer's like, actually, they wrote down both your names. They just (laughs) f***ed up, I think. I want to shout out the fashion faux pas here. Okay. I used to look back at some of my style choices. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty embarrassed of myself. Oh, yeah. I used to be like a like a beanie, a toucan t-shirt guy. Here. Yeah, yep. I, I used to wear the beanie when it was relatively warm out, warm enough that I could wear a t-shirt. So I, you wore beanies in the summer. Yeah, I shudder at the thought. Holly in this movie <laughs> makes me feel so much better about those fashion choices, which were happening around the same time. She was wearing a beanie at work, the yep. place she owns, while also wearing a blazer. And a button-up blouse. Um, would that be like a... Why? That's a business business, business casual, casual beanie. Yeah. yeah a business yeah. casual beanie. Business casual beanie. I don't Kay. like it. There were three scenes where she was wearing a beanie. Yeah, I hated it. May I remind you, this movie was based in where? I don't know. Atlanta. Oh. Oh, yes, it in was. In yes, the yes, yes, summer. Yes. In the summer, yeah. Why are you wearing so many beanies? Well, like, because... Is she from Portland originally? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, given some Seattle vibes. But let's remember, you wore beanies in the summer. Yeah. So it was clearly on trend in 2010. It, it was on trend. Because I think the first time I saw this movie, it was like, a, oh, she looks so good in a beanie. Looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, why is why she wearing a beanie? Why are you doing beanie? that? Yes. Good God. I, I was in that fashion faux pas range, and yeah. she makes me feel better about those because 
she looked equally as stupid in this movie. So she thank did. you, Catherine Heigl. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's not like she's going to bring back the beanie. No, that that did nothing. Like to bring that back did the nothing for no. me. I'm like, I don't want to go out and buy a beanie right now. I don't even know who would sell a beanie right now. I mean, I still buy them, but it's it's winter wear. Though. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. winter wear. I feel like beanies are no longer like every store carrying them. Let's chat about the neighbors. Once they've moved into the neighborhood, so once Holly and Messer have moved into the neighborhood, the neighbors stop by with casseroles, desserts, et cetera, et cetera. And things. Yeah. And they, they were g- really trying to snoop, though. Well, yes, they are so nosy, but they all love Messer. The jogging scene. Let's talk about that. Where all the women in the neighborhood know exactly when he's going to go jogging, and they all proceed to be outside doing something in order to see him stretch, not a bad view, <laughs> and then go on his run. One neighbor in particular even joins him on his jog. Oh my God, that was annoying. So do you think he does that on purpose? Like, Absolutely. Okay. That, I don't even need uh, you to finish. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say, does he know all the ladies are watching him? I mean, Melissa McCarthy's characters out at the um, out at the mail, picking up her mail and going, oh my God, hi, Messer. Hey, Messer. Yeah, and then the other neighbor who joins him for the jog is like, oh my God, in her, t- in her like, juicy like couture yeah. <laughs> matching jumpsuit like oh hey oh i didn't know you jogged yeah man girl you knew he jogged every single morning at 9 10 a.m of course and so what leads me into this next part is that that he they like he knows that he's being watched so we have neighbors i knew you were gonna bring these guys up down the street <laughs> who don't work out in their backyard they work out on the sidewalk well they work out shirtless on yes, the sidewalk they work out shirtless on, on the sidewalk. a throughway like we live on a dead-end <laughs> street but it connects to a, a fairly popular throughway between two yeah. main streets yes and yeah they work out shirtless <laughs> there incessantly all the time they guys. do i know they do and um it's it's comical to me because i'm driving and I'll see them out there. Not a oh, bad yeah. view. Okay. However, okay. all right. However, I'm just like thinking to myself. I'm like, you know that there's a lot of cars that drive by here that are looking at you working out. Like you very well could go work out in your backyard, in your fenced backyard. Yeah. But you're choosing to work out on your sidewalk shirtless. Like we know why you're doing that. They do it so much <laughs> that there was one time I was driving down the street <laughs> and I I didn't see them and I thought to myself, wow, they're not out today. <laughs> And I kid you not, it might have been the angle, but it appeared that one of them had literally hopped out of the bushes. I was like, oh, "Oh, shit, there he is. And he was shirtless. He did. He He was shirtless again. Oh, my God. It was very They were hiding in the bushes. Why? Oh, man. If they could put an outdoor shower, if the city would let them put an outdoor shower, they absolutely would. Absolutely. Shout out to those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to. Oh, okay. Does having a baby with you make you more desirable to women? Oh, yeah. So there's the thing where Messer... um, Messer in the movie uses Sophie as a pickup method. He actually picks up women at the grocery store while he's shopping. What's the most creative thing you've done or said to pick up a girl? I mean, I've never... uh, I have never had a child. No, yes, So I've never stolen a baby from somebody (laughs) to pick up. Animals are cute, too. (laughs) Animals are cute, um, I've never used an animal either. <laughs> uh, I have, however, absolutely 
lied about my job and title what? to pick up. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. tell me, tell me, tell and, me. Uh, it was actually at my cousin's wedding. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was somebody there, oh. and I used to work for this this radio station that was pretty high profile. I was a part-time basically like like a, a groupie like I was a tech <laughs> I, I was promo staff and I would go and I would set up shit for them but the business itself carried a little bit of weight to it so I was kind of macking on this girl and she's like hey where do you work and I okay. told her where and she said oh wow what do you do there <laughs> and instead of saying part-time promotions I said promotions director wow. I run the promo department I was probably 19 at the time, <laughs> but she bought it. No. She bought it. Yeah. What? Oh, I think her friend was like, I don't know if he's like, I don't know about that. That's amazing. But she was in. And, wow. Uh, Hook, line, and sinker. It didn't really end up going anywhere because it was the cousin's wedding. So right. I didn't want to be like, you know. That guy. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy, but I kind of wanted to be that guy a little bit. Uh, so I took a shot. I think if I really went for it, it worked. But yeah, I've lied about my job wow. to get some action. Okay. Have you? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's switch that around to if you see a guy with a baby. Because wh- let me see the quote that Messer actually says. He says, women stare at guys with a baby <laughs> like guys stare at a woman <laughs> with a rack. Is that accurate? If you see a good looking guy with a baby, are you more drawn to him? I mean, I, I don't. I don't know if it's oh, I don't yes. know if it's the Come baby on. or if it's like the guy like the cute guy cuz like I guess if he's cute and I mean I guess if he has a baby is there some some subconscious female instinct me? that you're like he can be a well, I don't, don't want to say daddy but he can I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean I guess I would look at his finger to see if he had a ring on. And would you would you then But like if it's a little baby, like clearly he's tied up. Okay. Whoa, scenario. Look. You see a good looking guy with a baby at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You kinda give him a once over because he's good looking. Mm-hmm. And he sees that and he kind of, you know, approaches <laughs> you with an innocent conversation. You guys get talking and you say, Oh wow, I love the baby. Like where's <laughs> the mom? And he says, Actually, um, my best friends. Died in a car oh crash. God, that's and they so sad. made me the guardian of this baby. And it's just me and, and I am Soph. single. Yeah, and I am single, and it's me and Soph taking on the world. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, you're into it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, you're into it. <laughs> there is a scene in the movie where Holly is on a date with the pediatrician. Can't remember his name. Yes. And he takes her to a very fancy restaurant and has a table in the back room of the place. I think it's kind of in the kitchen or just kind of off the kitchen. Is that romantic to you? Like getting a special table in the kitchen area? Well, first of all, um, how dare you disrespect my what should have been Dr. Sam by forgetting his name. Played by Josh Lucas. Okay, sorry, Josh Lucas. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's not romantic because I feel like that's a power move that a guy does with a girl, I think it is a power move. So having worked in the restaurant industry, that is a very clean kitchen. Yes. Um... I can only imagine the conversation. Like, like there's a lot of profanity that happens in a kitchen. There's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of angry but people yeah, in kitchens. Yeah, and I feel like you can't. I feel anyways. like you can't even have a conversation because it's going to be so loud. Yeah, and like, it's it, yeah. I think it's a power move, but I think in execution, probably doesn't work out as well as they make it seem. Right? 
Okay, I want I want to shout out the guys who listen to this podcast. If you don't want to have kids, but you also don't know how to tell your significant other that you don't want to have kids. You're trying to tell me something? Just watch this movie. No, I'm saying like th- watching this movie probably killed every single sperm cell <laughs> in my testicles oh throughout my God. the course of the movie. Just these two people who are single and then boom, we got to raise a kid. Oh my <laughs> lord. And I don't think my sperm is coming back anytime uh. soon. I might be infertile for at least a month <laughs> watching those two try to raise a child. It was cute. Oh, it was cute. It was a good movie, but like um there are many moments. Like when she's got the shit on her face when the shit happens, you know. The amount of stories that I've heard of like friends with kids who um explosions of shit and um fountains of pee. Yeah. You know, when they've taken the diaper off, it just happens. Okay, so I died watching this next scene. So when they're all being cute together and and they're kind of dating and Messer lets Holly ride his motorcycle and she completely crashes it. Then a bus runs over it. My stomach was like, oh my God, what just happened? Yeah. What would you do if this happened to your car or motorcycle? See, this is oh the most my God. this is the most inaccurate part of this movie. Okay. Um cuz that is an immediate cut. <laughs> We're done here. That's the end you're of it. Cut. You you're done. destroyed my you're motorcycle? Out. Get out. Yeah, get out. It was a triumph too, wasn't it? I think, yeah. Get out. <laughs> you're done. Yeah, it was a triumph. <sighs> Lots of triumphs in the movies. I think that's like the go-to um rom-com movie, motorcycle. I want to shout out the real crime of this movie. It's the realization that Christina Hendricks, she plays Sophie's mom, Allison Novak. The real crime is how has she never been the love interest in a romantic comedy? Mm, Good point. I love her. Every time she is on screen, especially when she was on screen with Josh Duhamel, Catherine Heigl, Hayes MacArthur, for whatever reason, I'm just drawn to her. You're not even the star of the show. You're literally <laughs> in this movie for the first 15 minutes, but I was like, oh, what, what's Christina Hendricks Yeah, it was doing such here? a small part. I actually forgot she was even in the movie. What? Where are her rom-coms? She was doing Mad Men. Well, I don't know if she was still doing it, but... Yeah, well, in 2010, she might have been wrapping up Mad Men, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's in Good Girls now on Netflix. Is that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, I'll have mm-hmm. to check it out. Yeah. Because clearly, I am in love with her. <laughs> Shout out to Christina Hendricks. Look me up. <laughs> What else you got? Quick facts? Yeah, let's do quick facts. So Sophie the baby um, was actually played by a set of triplets. What? Yes, they all played different scenes throughout the movie. What? Is okay, it? that that's strange. I know. I I, I was like, okay, wait. Usually you see like twins, twins Mary or... Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, right? Yeah. Triplets? Are you kidding? So um, their names are Alexis, Brooke, and Bryn. Claggett. That must have been a weird casting call. Hey, we want triplets. I don't know. There if can't they... be that many out there. No, there can't be. But yeah, they would have had to play like over amount of time. Like they would have had to s- to um have specific scenes done because like when she's two in the movie, she's al- she looks a lot older than just like baby Sophie throughout the rest of the movie. So Catherine Heigl was the one who campaigned to have Josh Duhamel. Did I say it right? Duhamel. That sounds very nice. Cast as her co-star after the studio had doubts about his comedic ability. You doubt my boy Josh Duomo? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I thought he was perfect in this role. I, I know, me too. I really liked him in this movie. You know what, though? He 
looks and I feel acts so much like Tiff, uh, Timothy Oliphant. So I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like there's three guys who look like Josh Duhamel. In real life, Katherine Heigl grew up with an adopted sister and then later adopted two daughters. Oh, wow. Yeah. And coincidentally, she became a mother in real life just before this movie was made. No way. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's big. Um, Messer in the movie is seen wearing a University of North Dakota Sioux shirt. Okay. Josh is from North Dakota. Oh, so he just had that one, you know, kicking in his around. closet. Yeah, kicking around. In the back of his closet. I mean, shout outs to all the um, sports clothing oh, yeah, that was in this movie. We had some uh, Atlanta Hawks stuff. He had an, at- an Atlanta Thrashers hat. They don't exist anymore. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they moved to Winnipeg. Really? Yeah. The Winnipeg Jets are the Atlanta Whoa, Thrashers. Oh, what? I didn't know that. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> best scenes? Yeah. What do you got? Okay. My best scene, my favorite scene, is the walking scene. So Sophie is about to take her first steps, and Messer is on baby duty, and Holly is taking a bath and relaxing upstairs. Messer yells up to her that Sophie's about to walk and that she needs to get down here ASAP. She yells, stall, stall the baby. I don't care what you do. You just need to make sure that she doesn't take her first steps. <laughs> so, of course, Messer decides that the only way to stall is to push the baby so that once Holly gets down from, uh, like, being upstairs, Sophie will have gone back up to walk. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've actually, I've, I've talked about this before. As the guy, you always, always push that baby over. <laughs> You either push oh the baby God. over or or you lie about it. I no, think you lie about it. Lying is way better than pushing your baby. Yeah, so I've talked about this on the air before, and the vast majority of people either push the baby over or lie about it to the point where like people at daycares <laughs> would admit they're like, oh, yeah, if a baby walks for the first time at daycare, what? we always lie about it. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess I could see it. You don't want to, like, you're, as a mom, you yes. left your baby in their care, yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, my God, the first steps happened you while you were at work. It. You you're missed it. You're a terrible it. mother. Yeah. In fact, this one girl was like, we honestly try to set it up so the baby walks to the parent when they arrive. Oh, my God. But right. you got to think, okay, this baby's had some practice. <laughs> She's walking way too well. But <laughs> I mean, you would. She's think not holding anything. Observers probably realize, <laughs> but the parent is just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, prob- overwhelmed yeah. with joy. Oh, she's walking towards. Oh my me. god! Best day ever. <laughs> yeah, my best scene is the grocery store scene. Oh, okay. Oh, I liked that scene. That was cute. Okay, so Messer and Holly go to the grocery store. Immediately, Holly realizes, "Yo, every one of these young honeys is <laughs> checking out my dude Messer." At and this, this point, is how at this point they're not dating. At this point they're not dating, but she realizes this is how he picks up. Yeah. And she asks him, "Why don't you hit me with a little bit of that sauce? Like I, I want to see how you do it." <laughs> and he pretends to not be down. He's like, "I'm not gonna hit on you." And he picks up this thing, uh, a kai. Yes, uh, acai. And he's like, "What is that?" And she she pronounces it correctly. And then she, he says, "Wow, you must have a, a gift <laughs> for language." She starts like, "Oh well, you know, I took Spanish until blah blah blah." Boom. And she realized, like, oh, my God, he hit on me, and it worked. Yeah. Guys got some game. <laughs> and and I think, like, as the audience, I really like this movie. Because we're going through the arc of they hate each other. Yeah. So much. So and then much. There's, there's, and they're so different. Yeah. And then there's trauma in their lives that thrusts them together. They start to resent each other, I think, a little bit. 
because uh, it's stressful and difficult going from single to being a parent and also being a parent with and being a, a unit. Yeah. Yeah. And around this point of the movie, we're seeing kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. They're both getting a handle on things. They're both kind of starting to enjoy each other's company. And I just really enjoyed this scene of like, oh, wow, they they kind of work together, doubled down by the entrance of my dude, Dr. Sam, who oh, asks yeah, Holly out. Right. And you can see it on Messer's face, too. He's like... Oh, like I think that was like the first time where you where you were like, oh, okay, the sparks there between them. Exactly. They they could end up together. Honorable mentions. Okay, so I have one honorable mention. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. I completely <gasps> forgot she wait, was wait, in wait, this movie. What? I, That's your honorable mention. Yes, I completely forgot she was in this movie. Like I saw her and I was like, hey, wait, wait. That's Melissa McCarthy. Hold on, I completely forgot she was even in this freaking movie. I feel like you're going to say something. Get act! Why? I completely disagree with you. Why? I, okay, hear me out. This may be a very unpopular opinion. Melissa McCarthy is the female Adam Sandler. Okay? Oh, no. Let me lay out my case. I love Melissa McCarthy. When she first started acting, oh my God, I love her so much. Yeah. She had a lot of funny roles, but as she continues on, you realize... All of her characters are just slightly different versions of <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. In this movie, for example, it's Melissa McCarthy with a southern accent. That's all she is. Right? Great. Ghostbusters, be a dorky Melissa McCarthy. Oh, sweet. I can do that. But like but like a smart dorky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get it. It's basically the same character as the spy, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I see your point. However, I don't agree with you. I really like her. And I don't think she's an Adam Sandler. You know what? She's not because he has it. a tiny bit of range. He didn't no. press it. Precious Gems? Are you kidding whoa. me? Okay, like Precious Gems, he's like, whoa, I'm I'm a serious actor, but every comedy no. role is just Adam Sandler doing the Adam Sandler oh, role, or like whatever it. the fuck <laughs> it is. It and was, he's the same guy in every movie. It was great like in the 90s, early 2000s, but like I can't do it anymore. Melissa McCarthy was great in no. the mid 2000s and early 2010s. I agree. I disagree. And now watching back... Because this movie was 2010. I'm watching back and I'm like, wow, she is the same character <laughs> from like six different movies. So that's my that's <laughs> your bugaboo <laughs> argument. My honorable mention is is Hayes MacArthur. Okay. He plays the dad, right? He plays Peter Novak. Okay. He's my honorable mention because he's one of those guys where you see his face and you're like, I vaguely know that face. And he is actually in one of our favorite shows really what one how i met your mother what he's in two episodes of how how i met your mother as as who there's an episode in season three and season five particularly the season three episode uh barney is laying out the case how you can't date somebody you're really close to in real life and he references robin's co-worker i think he <gasps> was like um iron he, he was the sports guy Yes, okay. And how they start dating, and it's great. It wasn't the terrible guy, uh, the anchor. It, no, no, no. It was the sports the, guy who okay. like, starts yeah, yeah, getting yeah. really, really upset right. about their relationship crashing and burning, and he talks about it on the air kind of thing, and yes. he gets really, oh, really emotional. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. I think he was like Iron Chris Stevens or something like that, <laughs> the sports guy. Oh, my God. That was Hayes MacArthur. 
Okay. I knew I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. You look at his IMDb and it's like two episodes of this show. And like, oh, Oh. he was a guy in this. And he had, you know, 10 minutes in this other. Much like this movie. He was literally in it for like 10 minutes. I vaguely know who you are. Maybe he likes those roles. He is a comedian. Oh, okay. So I think he kind of just gets the, can you be funny for like 10 minutes? He's like, yeah, I could be funny for 10 minutes. (laughs) That's basically him. The what should have beens? Sure. I actually don't have any what should have beens this time. You don't have Dr. Sam? Oh, I forgot about Dr. Sam. Played by Josh Lucas? Yes. He is, I think, the only person who really doesn't end up with Yeah, anybody. I actually forgot. Yeah, he is Holly's other love interest. Yes. Um, They obviously don't end up together, but he's, so he, let's lay out the case for Dr. Sam. He's a pediatrician. He's charming, fairly good looking, but otherwise I would call him a beige cardigan. He's not that exciting, but he works. And he's what Holly would have wanted before Messer. Correct. Before the baby, he's before the safe unit. safe and good Family looking. unit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's safe and good looking, yeah. So what is a female character who is also a beige cardigan? Who? I laugh because we shit all over this character, but Dina from Love Wedding Repeat. Oh! She is by far the most boring part of an extremely funny movie. She's not exciting. I actually think that's a really good choice yeah i know i don't usually agree with you because she's not exciting but she's pretty and it kind of works he's not exciting but he's pretty and it kind of works uh thirst factor okay quick Catherine heigl 7.5 but the beanie hats oh brings her down yeah they drop her down yeah josh (sighs) do we see him fully shirtless in this movie nine okay nine for for josh yeah he's good looking i like him yeah, I, I got to agree with you. A nine for Josh. Seems like it makes sense. Plus, you throw him in a grocery store with a baby. Hello. My thirst factor is going to be... I really don't find Katherine Heigl attractive at all. I'm going to give her like a four. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was being nice, but... Christina Hendricks, 9.5. I was going to say, you're going to give her a 10. <laughs> uh, pretty close to a 10, yeah. <laughs> if she was in more scenes... It's just a quantity issue with her in this movie. quantity issue. And yeah, Josh Duomo, I'm going to drop him down a .5 because we can't really figure out how to pronounce his last name. (laughs) It's like an (laughs) 8.5. And he doesn't really take his shirt off, does he? So I think we see him shirtless a little bit, but it's not like I think a little bit, but yeah. yeah. We don't get that one shot of like... Yeah, it's not a scene where like where the the shirt is off. Rewatchability. I put it at 7.5. Yeah. I mean, it's a pep and cheese pizza. So how often do you want to have that? Maybe like once every two or three months? Yeah. Throw throw a pep and cheese in there. So I'm going to give it a seven. Like it's it's solid, really rewatchable. It is rewatchable. See, but you and I are different because I don't like pep and cheese all the time. I love pep and cheese. And you only gave it a 7.5. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind podcast of Life As We Know It. Make sure you follow us on Spotify so you're updated on new episodes. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, really. If there's a follow, subscribe, or like button, hit all of those. Give us a review if you like. And as well, uh, follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind. And this has been Life As We Know It. Thanks for listening.